Welcome to the Birth Nurses Podcast. I'm Shana Brickner from Preparented, and I'm joined by my co-host Liz Baker-Wade from Birth and Beyond in Santa Monica. We are the Birth Nurses. In this podcast, we talk about birth and nursing practice and labor and delivery, and in a broader sense, the whole world of nursing too. From two women who have been on both sides of the birthing bed, we've got some things to talk about that will enhance your understanding of birth. Whether you're a first-time pregnant parent, a parent to one or more babies, or a professional in the birth world, this podcast is for you. Join me and Liz and special guests as we share and learn from each other here on the Birth Nurses Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Liz and Shana with the Birth Nurses. Hi, Shana. Hi. How are you? I'm good, good. Good. Excellent. So we're going to continue on with our bits episodes. I'm loving these. They're short, sweet, informative. Hope you guys are getting a lot out of this. We're going to continue on with some more breastfeeding bits with Shana Brickner. She is a IBCLC lactation consultant. She is an educator. Um, Shana is the person I go to and send my own clients and uh, education, birth education clients to. And she's got more today, and we're going to do a bit on cluster feeding. I feel like I was the quintessential cluster feeder. And 27 years ago, you know, there was so much opinion about, you know, why the baby's on the breast. And now there's so much more permission to just feed your baby however it wants to. So, Shana, talk to me. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sending your clients to me. I love when I get to have a client that got a birth class and knows what just happened to their body during birth and mm-hmm. um and then they want some lactation help and I love oh, that yeah. continuity of Absolutely. care but um yeah cluster feeding is a thing that comes as a surprise to a lot of um breastfeeding dyads For a baby, this is natural. This is the way that they want to eat. And you could even, well, let me first, let me start by defining what cluster feeding is. Cluster feeding is when a baby wants to eat multiple times back to back within a cluster of time, usually about three to five hours. So it's typically starts on the second night of baby's life. It's called second night syndrome. So when you're in the hospital, in the postpartum room, you have had this beautiful first day of this angel baby that only ate every three hours for 20 minutes each. And it was like, why do people think breastfeeding is hard? This is so amazing. I love it so much. And then your baby has this giant meconium poop, the black, sticky, tarry mm-hmm. poop. And a, yes. And then a big old wet diaper. And now their belly has emptied out of all of the amniotic fluid that they'd been swallowing in the womb for the past nine months. And now they're hungry. So they want to eat more frequently, and they might just want little snacks here and there because they get so tired to breastfeed. 
their jaw is working really hard. Their whole body is involved in this breastfeeding experience. And maybe they eat for 20 to 30 minutes and they fall asleep. But then 20 minutes later, they wake up and they're crying again and they want to eat more. And you think, do I not have enough milk? And you start to second guess your milk supply when, first of all, it's day two or day three, and you should only have about 0.75 ounces, so three quarters of an ounce um, of milk in each breast or even total um, for, for each feeding. So as the days go on, your milk supply increases, baby can have a bigger feeding every two to three hours. But the cluster feeding time, baby wants to have these little snack feeds for about four hours, back to back, and then the rest of the day, it's about that every two to three hour interval of feedings. So, um, this could be really hard for a, a new mom to deal with. She's exhausted from labor. I totally get that. Your nipples are sore because you have a baby sucking on them for 20, 30 minutes at a time, 10 times a day or 12 times a day, and you've never had that experience before. Your hormones are crazy um, because of the plummet after pregnancy after birth. And this is a lot to deal with. So in the first week, I feel like this is the most challenging thing that families hate (laughs) and they just want it to be over. Yeah. Have you experienced this before? I have, but I didn't know that it was okay. So in the beginning, I was trying to hold my son off. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't possibly be hungry. This is, again, you know, two and a half decades ago. So um, really nice to hear that just do it. Feed them, feed them, yep. let them. But I do remember somebody giving me this as sort of back in the Sears days, Dr. Sears. And um, I can't remember which friend, but she brought me a sling. And I just put him in the sling and yep. wore him on my yes. body and just went about my day because I was about to breastfeed again for this right. four or five hour period. And I'm like, I got, I got to walk. I got to get outside. I have yeah. things that, you know, even just to get some air because I was new just to go out and I didn't want to have to walk a half a block and then go back. And I really got into the sling thing very quickly. Can it be problematic for engorgement cluster feeding babies? I'm Elizabeth Baker Wade. I am a labor and delivery nurse, registered nurse, birth educator, and podcaster. My birth education classes are concentrated on how to have a better hospital birth and high-risk pregnancy. What's high-risk? What does that mean? High-risk are moms who are experiencing histories of chronic hypertension, pregnancy-induced hypertension, we call that preeclampsia, insulin-dependent diabetes, infertility, and other comorbidities in their pregnancy which bumped them into a higher risk category. Mm. Why do you like to teach about high risk pregnancies? Because there's gonna be more interventions often in the high risk mom. 
and getting familiar with the vernacular and understanding the risk benefit of these interventions and why your obstetrician is going to bring them up and getting prepared for what's going to happen in the hospital, I think can really greatly reduce fear and anxiety. And a lot of moms out there have comorbidities these days. Sure. We need to help them out on their way. Making peace with intervention when necessary helps for a better, smoother labor and delivery. I think. How can someone sign up for your class? They can go to birthandbeyond.net. You can email me at liz at birthandbeyond.net. I will respond within 24 hours. All my schedules, fees, and times are on my website. I also have a consultation membership and a text me anything membership for a month at a time where I will answer as many texts as you need for questions that come up out of the blue. Lots of texts come after the appointment, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just had an appointment with my LB and I what don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm at birthandbeyond.net. Great question. So typically, cluster feeding is what helps your milk supply to increase to your baby's needs or to help deflate your engorged breasts. So if a baby just wants to eat for 10 minutes and then fall asleep, and then 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, they wake up, want to have another short feeding, this is overall helping you. If you have noticed that you have a lower milk supply then in two to three days, you're going to notice that during that cluster feeding time, you have more milk because your baby helped drive up your milk supply. Remember? Supply and demand. demand Love it. Increases supply. So my top tips for cluster feeding is number one, go with the flow. No pun intended, but (laughs) kind of pun intended. Go with the flow. It's this is the best thing for your baby and the best thing for your milk supply. So, I mean, I was in the same boat as you, Liz, even 11 years ago. I thought it was wrong that my baby wanted to eat every 20, 30 minutes. And I felt so insecure in the postpartum room. So I delivered um, at a hospital where the postpartum rooms were shared. And it was this huge, like huge room with just curtains separating (sighs) The, the families. And so I felt so bad that my baby was waking up crying to eat when all the other families are, you know, trying to get sleep. Obviously, like, why should I have felt bad about that? I exactly. have a newborn. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was so anxious about everything. And, and people had a lot to yeah. say back then about how often yeah. you feed your baby or the baby's on Right. Oh, it fast. should only it's be like, every two to three hours. Why is your yeah. baby wanting to eat every hour? Yeah. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Go with the flow. What else? Go Tell with the flow. More. Number two, um, I'm actually going to do a slash right here. So okay. number, the first part of the, the tip is either hunker down and like have all your snacks and water and pillows and your charged phone and everything is ready to go in your spot where you're going to breastfeed slash wear your baby and be on the go um, to give your baby that natural rhythm of being close to you, having skin to skin, kind of like how they were in the womb 
where they're just kind of rocked about when yeah. you're wearing your baby, you can loosen up the sling. You can loosen up the Moby wrap or the Solly wrap, whatever kind of mm-hmm. soft fabric wrap that you have. And you could even breastfeed your baby in the wrap. And then when they're done breastfeeding, you tighten it up again and you walk around for 20 minutes and then they're hungry again and you breastfeed in the wrap or you sit down, you undo the wrap and you breastfeed. So kind of that either or, either you're hunkering down, you're in your spot for four hours uh, with some bathroom breaks in between, or you strap your baby to you. I love the idea of hunkering down. And you know, we've talked about this before, (laughs) just the idea of the lying in period, which is very Asian and doing nothing. And people was like, you know, what if I have to breastfeed like 14 times a day? And like, you delivered a baby eight days ago. Do you have a very important lunch meeting? Right. Like, where are you going? going? (laughs) Yeah. I remember movies till dawn in the early 90s. Right. And I'd get up and watch movies till dawn. I had my breastfeeding (laughs) spot in my living room. And I'd turn on the TV and watch some classic movie for, you know, an hour. Now, you can just hunker down and read, watch and binge TV, watch. watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have no problem binge with that whatsoever. Shows. Yeah, <laughs> on your phone, up. maybe you're scrolling on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Preparented.com. Fantastic. <laughs> Any more uh, tips for cluster feeding? I love yeah, the hunker then, down. Yeah, and then number three would be remember that this won't be forever. Um, babies typically have one cluster feeding time a day for about six to eight weeks postpartum. So it's totally normal. Usually the time of day changes and shifts. So in the first week, it's very common for that cluster feeding time to be 11 p.m. to Uh, like 3 a.m. And you just want to sleep, but your baby is trying to pack in all those calories in that four-hour stretch of time so that they could have a two hour, three hour stretch of sleep. So um, it won't be forever, but that 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. time might shift back, you know, the second week or third week. Now it's 8 p.m. to midnight. They want to cluster feed. And then they're three weeks old, a month old, and now it's 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. or 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Those are like the witching hours and baby just wants to cluster feed. Do cluster feeds correspond with growth spurts at all? Yes. That's, thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah. So babies have growth spurts usually around three weeks, six weeks, again, around three months. Well, could even be earlier, earlier, like nine weeks, um, and then three months. And during those growth spurts, it's like two to three days of nonstop feeding, cluster feeding. Um, It might be two times a day that your baby just wants these back-to-back cluster feeds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember, um, you are not doing anything wrong by feeding your baby whenever your baby demands it and cries for it. Um, You are being a responsive parent, and that's all I could ever want for the parents that I work with. Um, to respond to their baby in the ways that their baby needs. 
Absolutely. Fantastic tips. Cluster feeding, everyone. Listen to it over and over. Um, these are, these are lifesavers, especially now that you can just surrender into it, yep. hunker down, feed your baby whenever they want. Thank you, Shana. This was great. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Birth Nurses Podcast. If you enjoyed this, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can share this podcast with your pregnant friends or new moms. Secondly, you can write a review and rate us on iTunes. And thirdly, we would love if you would check out our Instagram accounts and websites. I'm on Instagram as Preparented and online www.preparented.com. And Liz is on Instagram as Birth Nurse Liz, and her website is birthandbeyond.net. Thanks for listening.